Welcome to For the Health of It with Dr. Jenny Brooke. You're listening to raw talk about full potential living to inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. Welcome back in the studio today with co-host Kristen Myers. Hello, hello. Hi, Kristen. Uh, we were just talking about how in, in producer Mike Clark's bathroom here, there's a skinny mirror. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Like you look at it and you're like, wow, I just lost 15 like, pounds. Oh, I so I was like, darn, I wish this was a video. But then right? I'm like, I think it's more of an illusion. <laughs> so maybe it's good that you're just hearing my voice. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay. So I... I had somebody ask me recently for a show idea to go through some like myths, truths, frequently asked questions about chiropractic. And, you know, when you're really in something, I've been doing this for 25, six years, you know, you forget what the general public has, you forget mm-hmm. that they, they're like, well, their perception or their questions about what you do. So just kind of more out of interest sake, I decided to post on social media, you know, hey, help me. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of doing a show. And we got a lot of feedback. And it was really interesting to me that the questions that people felt that either they wanted the answer to, or they got asked those questions a lot, they felt like the mm-hmm. general public would like to hear the answers to. So this is me answering your questions um, about chiropractic. And it's, it's very interesting. Okay, so I think to help set this stage, I'm going to give you a little history about chiropractic. So there was one question I found really interesting. To me, the history of chiropractic really speaks to it. So um, Diana asked, why do some chiropractors seem to address only neck pain, back pain, and headaches, and others speak of optimal life and living via optimal nervous system function? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, that's good. So if you chose like the 10 chiropractors in your town and you looked at their website, there could be a pretty big difference. Definitely. Some could be very focused on pain and very specific types of pain. And some are talking about family wellness and health, right? Mm-hmm. Some chiropractors, you maybe just pay as you go and you only are encouraged to go in crisis. Other chiropractors, mm-hmm. you look around and it's whole families that get adjusted, you know, one or two or three or four times a month. Yeah. So there's, interestingly, our profession has, I don't like to use the word divided, but I feel like there's some there's some inconsistencies with how chiropractors will practice. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it goes back to the history. So, you know, chiropractic was founded in 1895 and D.D. Palmer, and he was in uh, Davenport, Iowa. And after he performed what became known as the first adjustment, because he had this theory of how the, the spine um, being out of alignment can affect the nervous system. Um, he helped a man to hear. So he's like, yeah. whoa, I got something here. And then those first maybe, you know, I don't know how long, maybe 30 to 40 years of chiropractic. Chiropractic was for the lost cases, the cases where nobody could be helped. Mm-hmm. Um, they event, they had a chiropractic hospital at Palmer. Wow. They had... Um, I I don't I personally don't have a lot of personal knowledge about this, but I know I've heard heard that down in Florida there was like a mental type institution that was just for chiropractic for mm-hmm. chiropractic patients because they did so much work with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, chiropractic was in no way something for pain, sure, or yeah. even the average person. It was just for these like cases that nobody could help, and they were having really interesting responses and results. And then chiropractic, as it became more studied and it became more. Um, there were more practitioners that were getting licensed. Um, people started to go to chiropractic for healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
Um, from what I know, it was maybe like the maybe the late seventies, definitely into the eighties, is when there was a big push to have chiropractic be covered by insurance, mm. and that's really when things started to change because now, you know, there's diagnosis codes that need to be used. Insurance companies only want to reimburse for maybe specific studies that have been done. So now they're looking for what are the most common things chiropractic is helping with, mm-hmm. and now we became you know where chiropractic was specifically something that was paid for by the the insurance company if there was a diagnosis um, of something to do with the low back or the neck or mm-hmm. headaches. So there's kind of this path that chiropractic went that was more of a philosophically a medical path um, from an insurance standpoint. So of course, if that's all the insurance is, is is compensating you for, then that's what your advertising is going to be, right? Sure. So there's a lot of offices that started advertising. And then even to some extent, some of the schools really only taught chiropractic in that smaller type context. The philosophy art in chiropractic, how it was originally created, um, is really just to help the body regulate the nervous system, Mm -hmm. mostly through the spine. You know, chiropractors are taught to adjust uh, other joints outside of the spine. Um, So more purists, as you could could call us, I don't know, or chiropractors that don't that don't like to work with insurance, Mm -hmm. so maybe cash-paying chiropractors, um, they don't have those restrictions on them. And so depending on the school that they went to or who they learned from, um, they might advertise more family wellness. Yeah. And what's interesting is uh, I've never personally liked the idea of putting chiropractic in a box and limiting who it can help. Mm -hmm. Because you've seen, Kristen, we've had... People come in with digestive disorders and mm-hmm. and eyesight issues and ear problems and and it's the thing about chiropractic is it doesn't have we don't we don't have an adjustment for specific things right right because there could be a lot of reasons why somebody has heartburn or digestive issues it's not necessarily always going to relate back to the nervous system mm-hmm. but what chiropractic does is by releasing any type of um, tension or, or restriction or problems neurologically at the level of the spine, the body just works better, right. period. Right. Right. So that's where some of the confusion comes from. Um, an office like ours, you know, we'll see our fair share of people who come in with very clear back and neck problems, mm-hmm. but we see a lot of families that come in for wellness care. Oh yeah. Um, and, and that's why you might hear chiropractors talk about you know, wellness care for babies. And you're like, wait, wait, how, how could a baby get adjusted? Yeah. And the, the, really the whole thing is if you can get adjusted, if you have a spine, right? <laughs> right. It's kind of like a dentist. Like once you have teeth, you can go to a dentist. Mm-hmm. You can take care because you're taking care of something that you have. So right. the, the difference is the age of the person and the health of the spine will really, you'll see a change in what technique and level of force is appropriate. Mm-hmm. So how a baby is very gently adjusted is oh, yeah. completely different, so different than an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to really go to a chiropractor who's comfortable, familiar, and trained mm-hmm. for the age group of the people that are getting adjusted. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good a good answer to that. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so really, bottom line is you have low back pain or neck pain, chiropractor is going to be awesome for yeah. you. Um, but what you may not understand until you go is that there could be so much more that it can help your body with. For sure. Your and energy, your motion, just how your 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 body functions. And so and what's interesting is people might want to get out of pain, but what they really want mm-hmm. is to feel awesome, to feel great, to be able to function well. And chiropractic is a good tool oh, for yeah. that, you know, along with all these other things that we do for our health. 
Okay, so let's see what we have here. Someone asked um, about the, the noises. We get this one a lot. <laughs> What's the cracking? What's the poppy? So one thing I'll tell you is in our office, we're, we're a little crazy about this. Yeah. We do not <laughs> let people say the word crack. Mm-hmm. Can you crack me, Doc? Yeah. Nope. 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 <laughs> I can't. Crack means break. I don't break. I fix. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Can you pop me? You're not popcorn. Um, <laughs> Pop's probably better than crack. So yeah. I, I, you know, crack because crack again sounds like you broke something, right? right? So we try to change our um, patient's vernacular to mm-hmm. be more appropriate. So when they explain what, what happens in our office to their friends and family, they're not freaking them out. Yes. Right. So <laughs> yes. instead of, yeah, they cracked my back, they'll say yeah. they, they adjusted my spine. Mm-hmm. So this noise that you hear, it's the sound of basically decreasing pressure in the capsule around the joint, which Mm -hmm. releases gases in the joint. Mm -hmm. And basically what happens is the pop itself returns motion and function to the joint. So depending on how much gas has been built up, depending on that person, some people just have more than others, um, there can be a popping or cracking sound or there may not be. And Mm -hmm. there are plenty of techniques that don't actually even create that type of noise. So if someone comes to me and they're like, I don't want to hear my neck. (laughs) <laughs> make a noise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's other yeah. techniques you can do that don't necessarily, um, you can't hear that. Um, when you pop your own back or neck or joint, mm-hmm. you are doing the same thing. You're decreasing pressure in the capsule. But so because you're de- decreasing pressure, there's this immediate feeling of relief. Mm-hmm. But if you're not decreasing pressure in the exact right area in the right direction, you're actually creating a problem because now the stuck area gets more stuck. Mm -hmm. The area you're releasing can get looser or lax. And there's like the sloppiness around the joint with the stuck one more stuck. So every time people come in and they're like, oh, I cracked my own back, Mm -hmm. they're harder to get their spine under control than someone who who doesn't. So, you know, you may get lucky sometimes. You may somehow just twist in just the right way, you mm-hmm. know, so it's not like it's always a bad thing if something pops. But in general, the more force you try to use, like your hand to pop your neck or you right. like lean over a chair. Twist on a chair, yeah. It's not, it's not great. Um, so a controlled force, it's usually not, not very deep and it's very fast, mm-hmm. um, is what you want. And a chiropractor is trained to know exactly where and exactly what angle. And sadly enough, like I know where and what angle, but I don't physically, I can't <laughs> almost never can I address myself sure. because I can't get the right angle right. with my own arm. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, because they're like, oh, do you adjust yourself? I'm like, I wish. Right. <laughs> like, think how awful it is as a chiropractor. I know exactly. I just need my right, right. S2, just my right S2, a P to A force, a little yeah. medial to lateral. Come on. <laughs> and I can't because I can't get the right exactly. like, angle. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the other cool thing is once you're properly adjusted and you get those patterns worked out, that need to self-adjust goes away because mm-hmm. there's not that buildup of pressure anymore in the joint, Right. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about more questions that were being thrown at me about chiropractic. Nice. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you are in the Southern New Hampshire area, mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SCC for special podcast pricing. Call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SCC, go to sccvitality.com or call 673-5600. Learn about wellness chiropractic, massage therapy, the naturopathic doctor, red light therapy, and more. Now back to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. 
So we're back. And the next question. So when should someone see a chiropractor? Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to approach chiropractic. It's kind of like saying, you know, when should someone exercise or when should someone eat well? Mm -hmm. You know, or when should someone see the dentist? Yeah. Right? So a spine can be checked and maintained from birth, period. So a child, a baby born could be checked within a minute of birth, which is what happened with both of my children and many patients that I've had the, the... the honor to check their babies. So it can be checked from birth. Um, Very common that a newborn doesn't have anything it needs done, but it can be checked. Mm -hmm. If something is just slightly off, it's just the smallest amount of pressure. It's kind of like checking for a ripe peach, like just that little bit of pressure in the right spot. Um, Because, you know, the babies don't have muscular patterns, you know, but it can make such a difference because the birth process itself can be quite traumatic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the process can happen from birth. I've had babies that I've checked at birth and they are clear. And the mom might bring them to me once or twice a month just to make sure. And they're clear and they're clear. And it's not till they're maybe six months old. Now they've fallen a few times Mm -hmm. while trying to sit up and they have just, just the little bit off. And it's just the gentlest little bit that I'll adjust. And then they start walking. Yes. Right. (laughs) A child walking in general falls 25 times a day and, you know, their body will correct themselves. A healthy body will correct, but maybe Mm -hmm. that fall was a little more intense or maybe something's going on and the baby will need a little bit more and a little bit more. And, you know, you look at my children, they've been on average checked once a week their whole lives. Now they're in their twenties and um, they're super healthy with healthy spines. So technically you can check and maintain from birth. Mm -hmm. Um, and the question is, does it actually fix or repair the root cause of the issue and how do you know? So that goes back to how long the problem's been there and the frequency of the adjustment. So if we have, say, a one-year-old come in, they just had a fall the day before, they one adjustment or maybe even a follow-up, two adjustments may be all they need to really be back on track to the, to the root cause of the problem, mm-hmm. right? But what happens most of the time is we'll have a 54-year-old male come in who played major sports and, and activities and he's never been to a chiropractor and he's got these he's got a pelvis that's unlevel, he's got a curvature in his spine, there's a rotation, there's you know patterns that are strong that have been there a long time. A case like that, getting to the root cause of pattern, a pattern changing, that could take 12 to 18 months minimum. Mm-hmm. And that's with regular care and home exercises, right? Right, Because the pattern is strong. Mm-hmm. So maybe depending on the level of arthritis in the joint and the patient's willingness, we've changed the goals. We're not going to completely right. change the root cause. We're going to keep it at bay. So the yes. inflammation, the pain is not something that's affecting their daily lives. Yeah. So a proper evaluation, and oftentimes an x-ray, because you you can't adjust what you can't see, Mm -hmm. will really explain what level of care and how often um, that it can come. Um, A proper force into the spine, because someone said, can it cause damage, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A proper level adjusting with a proper level of force, um, it won't cause any more damage than what might happen if you have a big workout. Mm-hmm. So think about, you know, a workout, you'll, you're changing the fibers because yep. you're challenging the fibers and it's also going to change the pattern. So if you want to go to a, from a skinny little person to a muscular person, there's a level of micro damage that happens that's right. healthy for the tissue that allows the tissue to change and grow. Mm-hmm. So chiropractic's a bit like that in that you can feel in some cases, especially in the beginning, slightly sore after an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to the chiropractor to change the level of force to see what's appropriate for your body. Right. Right, because to really change something over time, there has 
there has to be change. There has to be, and that can be slightly uncomfortable, but the chiropractors, you know, we're, if you're communicating with us, the chiropractors are changed to, to make sure we're not going over a line that makes your life uncomfortable. Definitely. Um, and you know, feedback is huge. Yes. <laughs> One thing we have learned is the, I can't look at you and know what level of force is appropriate for your body. Mm-hmm. I, I've had these little tiny rewiry old women that I cannot push hard enough yeah. for them to be happy. <laughs> yes. And I've had these big, huge muscular dudes that mm-hmm. like I can barely touch because it yes. hurts too much. <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's feedback and it's, mm-hmm. it's working together and it's for maybe sure. easing in until we can decide, you know, what's appropriate. But I, yeah. I've had some patients, it's a very low force technique and they have amazing changes. Yeah. Other people, they, they really, their nervous system needs more stimulus and they mm-hmm. need a little more adjustment. So it's it's really about finding the right chiropractor for you, yes. um, not so much chiropractic. So, you mm-hmm. know, offices like ours that have different doctors with different um, levels of um techniques yep. that will that make sure the right fit for the patient is yeah. is really valuable. Okay, so what else do we have? We have if someone's hesitant or afraid of having their neck manipulated, mm. what should they do? So first of all, <laughs> we don't like the word manipulation. That's a non-specific term. Um, manipulation might be done by other therapists who aren't trained um, with a doctorate mm-hmm. to do this. So we we prefer the in chiropractic we prefer the word adjustment. Mm-hmm. You'll see the word manipulation again because that's a word insurance companies will use mm-hmm. for reimbursement. So yeah. it's kind of an insurance thing. Um, chiropractors who really practice chiropractic the way it was intended prefer the word adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, someone will come in and be like, I don't, I don't want my neck touched. Oh, yeah. um, my, my husband, Corey mm-hmm. was like, Oh yeah, you know, can, I'd love to be adjusted by you, but you can't touch my neck. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. So I totally adjust his neck now, but um, he doesn't do well with a big twisting popping motion. Mm-hmm. He just can't relax. He's not comfortable. It's fine. Yeah. We do other, other techniques. I'll, I'll use what's called the Thompson drop technique where the table moves. You don't hear any sounds mm-hmm. in the neck. I'll use the activator as a handheld instrument. Yep. Um, and he's, he's doing well. Like his, yeah. his neck's responding great. So Definitely. there are techniques that don't have to require a popping sound in your neck. And here's the thing. If your ears were by your low back, that's a way louder sound. <laughs> yes. It's just loud because your neck is right, right next there. to your ears and it's very dramatic, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's just the matter of the patient easing into care and trusting the doctor. For sure. They can't relax at first. So yeah. it all depends on, on the situation. So again, there's techniques that are really different. Yes. Okay. So here's another one. Um, it's so funny what people will write on <laughs> social media that they won't ask you to your face. Um, Patients want to know, like, okay, but are you a real doctor? Like, do you actually have any training? Um, there's there's a whole book that we actually gift to a lot of our patients mm-hmm. that it's called Chiropractic First that yes. goes into this. Um, but it's true. We're not a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. So chiropractics are not MDs, right? Just like a naturopath is not an MD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're an ND, which is a naturopathic doctor. Um, just like there's, you know, dentists are not medical doctors. So there's different types of doctorate degrees. So right. a doctor of chiropractic is a DC, mm-hmm. but we're still a doctorate level. So our academic program requirements are very similar to medical doctors. So mm-hmm. when I was in at University of Iowa, I was in the pre-med course. I was with I was in the highest level science classes with all medical doctors. Yeah. So the courses we take are very similar, and we just don't necessarily have to have all the specialties, all the different rounds, because we only have the one. So the schooling right. is a little bit shorter because we don't have all the different specialties to learn. Um, and then we also have national board examiner tests. So there's four levels of national boards, and I can't tell you how many chiropractors 
finish school, but then it takes them a while to be a chiropractor because they can't pass the tests. The yeah. tests are very um, um, intense. And then once you've passed the four levels of national boards, you have to apply to the board of chiropractic examiners and pass an ethics and jurisprudence test in your state. Mm, mm-hmm. So every te- every single state has a separate test. Yeah. So if you're licensed in one state, you can't practice in another state without a license. Yeah. Um, so there's there's quite a bit to it, and um, the rigorousness of our of our schooling is is really surprised. The the rigor would shock people. Oh yeah. Um, I I've always said it. You know, medical school is very hard to get into, um, but there's a pretty high level of people who graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, chiropractic school is not as hard. Like your GPA doesn't have to be as high to get in. You all the number of classes is intense, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think to get in, you need to have like a C plus average or something like that. But there's a pretty high rate of people who don't graduate chiropractic school because chiropractic school is rigorous. Mm-hmm. Um, and eighty percent of students who enter chiropractic school already have their bachelor's, and the majority of them who, because you have to have ninety credit hours that yes. are very um, specific science, but you can finish your bachelor's concurrently in the beginning part. So mm-hmm. I did that. Yeah which allowed me to graduate sooner. Um, But at minimum, program entry requires 90 semester hours, including 24 in science courses, plus courses in differential diagnosis and clinical evaluation and technique. Um, So it's quite rigorous. Yeah. Um, and that surprises people sometimes. No, it's not like a weekend course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most chiropractors, it takes you, it's a a six and a half to eight year um, full schooling. Yeah. And it's not cheap. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's not cheap. Um, so, okay, so somebody else asked, you know, isn't chiropractic, in, is it inherently dangerous? <laughs> so I will tell you, I've been in practice 26 years. Mm-hmm. I've never had like a case against me. In fact, my malpractice insurance is is ridiculously low. I think I pay $1,100 <laughs> a year for malpractice insurance. Yeah. You know, an OBGYN might pay, pay like $60,000 a year. And malpractice yeah. insurance is just your level of risk. Mm-hmm. Um so that's low. And, you know, it's, it's really one of the safest alternative healthcare approaches, you know, because, you know, we're seeing a lot of people and we're developing mm-hmm. relationships. And in my opinion, especially in an in, in office that takes x-rays, yeah. you know, to see is to know. Yes. So I had a patient come in the other day, for example, and she said, I fell and I, I think I, you know, I hurt my rib. Mm. I won't adjust somebody, mm-hmm. you know, until I can rule out a rib fracture. And there's different ways to do that. Same yeah. thing. I had a patient just this week come in and say, I, f- I fell on my tailbone and we did a test and she, she had broken her tailbone. So yeah. of course I won't adjust in those areas. So us knowing when it's appropriate to adjust or to not adjust and, um, doing the pro- appropriate imaging or sending out to other practitioners. So yeah. we're, we're very careful in, in what we do. And if I have any, any question at all, like say somebody's recently had surgery, I'll make them wait a period of time, then I'll start back in with a more gentle technique till I know they can handle something. Yeah. Um, say they have you know a, a gallbladder out or something like that. Um, we're very careful with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people talk about, you know, stroke in chiropractic. Did you know mm. that the incidence of stroke associated with chiropractic visits is one per 8.1 million? Wow. It's like less than being struck by lightning. Yeah. And oftentimes they say it's more causative, not causative, it's relational, because oftentimes mm-hmm. the symptoms of a stroke can mimic um, reasons why people might come into your office, like a cervical sure. disc. So, you know, I'm not going to say there's absolutely zero risk. You know, there's, there's, you just have to have a relationship with your chiropractor yeah. and make sure you're properly evaluated. But it's in terms of risk you're going to have anywhere in any type of medical field, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty low. And yeah. thankfully, we don't prescribe medication. Right. You know, I, most of the people who are being hurt, it's either through 
problems that happen in surgery or with mm-hmm. anesthesia or with medication. And, and we, we don't deal with that. Right. You know, we deal with one-on-one relationships. Um, I like this one. It says, what's the difference in the pros and cons in being manually adjusted or using the activator tool or other types of chiropractic care? Mm. And, you know, I, the hard thing explaining chiropractic is we, we tend to oversimplify what's happening with the adjustment because it's, it's quite a lot to understand on a neurological basis. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not necessarily moving the bone from place A to place B. We're creating a, a motion in the joint that allows the nervous system to regulate itself. Mm-hmm. So having said that... Um, one example I'll give, um, like I had a patient who I, I typically adjust their neck manually mm-hmm. and she came in and she was just so tight. She was so tight. And I knew if I put a force in it, her body would not accept it. Mm-hmm. So instead I had her sit up and I got out my little activator tools, like a little clicker and it took longer and I, it took, it was more like layers, but mm-hmm. eventually I could feel the muscles start to relieve. I could tell the joint was moving properly again. And she's like, Whoa, how? Like you did that and I feel this good. She's like, what, how did that work? And it came to me, I I don't know if this is a good analogy. I think it's a good analogy, (laughs) but like, have you ever played Jenga? Yes. That's where you stack all the blocks and like you kind of will test it a little bit. And sometimes (laughs) you can just push Push it and it goes right through, right? Yes. So that's like a manual adjustment. And sometimes you can tell it's just not going to, if I Mm. push it, it's all going to fall. Yes. So (laughs) instead you tap, 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 and it takes a little longer and maybe it takes 10, 12 taps but it still goes through. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the difference between a manual adjustment and an activator no, adjustment. That's a good analogy. I <laughs> like that. It? Yes. Isn't it? <laughs> and it kind of, you know, doesn't take into account the actual philosophical techniques behind it, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> my point is you can you can get to the same place mm-hmm. by approaching it different ways. For sure. And a good chiropractor is going to work with the patient even even on a day-to-day basis because sometimes oh, yeah. they can handle one thing and other times they they can't. So Definitely. having conversations um, can can really make a difference. Yeah, that's huge. So we got through the questions and, you know, there's always going to be more, but I think that might be interesting for people to hear. Yeah. And um, my encouragement is you don't have to commit to an adjustment to have your spine analyzed. So Mm -hmm. I'd really, if you have any thought of, you know, maybe I should, you know, see what this is about, you know, chiropractors um, traditionally will have properly evaluate you and show you their findings before any adjustments are done. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's a, the healthiest way to ex- have the experience. And so you can go and find out about your spine, find out they would do without really any commitment for, for care. So minimally, I recommend that you do that, um, especially children, growing children. Mm. Um, now that children are on their devices all the time, oh, yeah. sitting a lot, watching TV, like these heavy backpacks, just so many levels of you know, you can, you really start to have challenges in the spine as a child. And if they're caught young, it's so gentle, it's so easy, mm-hmm. their patterns can change so quickly. Um, it's really great for their health. And it's a lot easier to, to fix healthy children than repair damaged adults. Yes. So, so it's a good idea to have your children at least evaluated by a chiropractor. So I, I encourage you to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. Mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SCC with special podcast pricing. To schedule, call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio, call 673-5600 or check out sccvitality.com. 
You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center NH or Instagram at SCC underscore chiropractic. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.